Live from Detroit, it's the Lowdown on Motown Sports Podcast with your hosts, Dane Williams, Junko Bodie, and Bob Danielli. If you're looking for the best present to take to your mother-in-law's birthday party, you're in the wrong place, dude. We talk Michigan sports here. It's real, it's raw, and there are no punches pulled. What happens when you put a gambler, a rocket scientist, and a radio jock in the same room? Well, we're all about to find out, and it probably won't be pretty. But whatever happens, it will be lively. So grab a brew, sit yourself in your favorite rocker, and take notes. If you're some kind of nutcase, the boys are back in town and talking about the stuff that matters, Motown Sports. So let's get to it, people. Here is the host of today's show, Boogie Bob Danielli. Welcome to our very first podcast of the Lowdown on Motown Sports Podcast. I will be your host. My name is Boogie Bob Danielli. And along with me today is the scientist, Dane Williams. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and along with the scientists, we have the uh, the uh, creative uh, the creative anchor, if you will, for this uh, podcast, a professional gambler and published author. I might add. Uh-huh. We'll talk more about that later on. It is Junko Bodie. Thank What's you, Bob. Jay- love- I'm going to call you uh, JB for short sometimes. <laughs> well, love to have you hosting, Bob. Thank you. Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, What I'd like to do is basically, I'll start by saying who we are. Uh, We're just three friends. We've known each other for 46 years. Yikes. Um, The one consistent thing that we do is we have a golf outing every year where we get together. Not a kind word is spoken to any of us between us, by the way, (laughs) but we all love each other. And none Uh, deserves. That's true. (laughs) But what we do have in common is uh, is a love for local sports and i guess to different degrees there are, there are certain levels of passion uh but we do have a love for for our tigers pistons wolverines spartans red wings did i say pistons you did you oh, did say pistons that is surprising how did that creep in there? did i say lions <laughs> <laughs> it's a love hate with the lions exactly right uh but i will confess me personally I am not the most insightful guy, uh, so if you're looking for some great hot takes that you can take with you through the rest of the week, I'm not that guy. I would say out of the three of us, I may not be in the top three. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm just a fan, so I will attempt to steer this bus, and uh, and on that note, I want to hand it over to uh, Junko Bodie. Hey, Let thanks. us know what we're talking about. Hey, thanks, Bob. Hey, you know, it's been a great week for college football already. How about... How about that Nebraska game, Dane? With uh, how about that Nebraska game? Yeah. So here it here it is. You know, it's uh, early third quarter. Scott Frost is cruising along, got a eleven point lead, just scored another touchdown. He's got control of the game finally. And what does he do? He tries an onside kick that fails. Why? Right? No. Reg- I I think that's what we're all saying is how and why does that happen? Mm-hmm. Right. And is because of that, Illinois comes back and has that result, you know, that uh, that victory. You know, where does that place Scott Frost? Yeah, I don't, it wasn't Illinois, it was Northwestern. But anyway. Oh, yeah, Northwestern. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I was watching the Wyoming game, too. Sorry, I got them mixed up. Yeah, go ahead. All right. But, yeah, I see the same thing. I, I, I looked at that. I said, I was watching that. I'm thinking, what are you doing, Frost? Yes. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think he was said, oh, element of surprise, right? Okay, we got the lead, 11 points, element of surprise. Well, what a stupid move. Well, I, I, I got on the Nebraska Facebook page. I just had to. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did. I, had the, the yeah. I got it. You know, hey, it's a Michigan fan. You know, it's kind of rooting for you guys. And then, you know, Frost does this thing. Yeah. And uh, I tell you what, I ended up with 23 likes. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he's an idiot. And I tell you what, he is on the hot seat like no other coach in the USA right now yeah. for that stupid ass move. You know, I'll bet his you mother, know, Carol Frost. Don't take a chance, but man, that was not, that was the wrong time. Yeah. I'll bet his mother, Carol Frost, wasn't one of them. You know, the, she was an Olympian, you know. Oh, really? Did not know what? that. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> is is that a bit of bravado, though? I mean, that for for the first game of the season, I mean, oh, that's a that's a pretty bold move. I you know must be trying to make a name for yourself, I guess. I well, don't he know. has no name. He, he's he's on the hot seat already, and then he does that. Now yeah. he's on the he's on his ass is burning right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, uh, that, if he doesn't pull something out of this season, he's gone. Yeah, my bold prediction is that he doesn't make it. To the end of the season, so we'll oh, see. maybe, yeah, yeah, that that maybe not. Yeah, I think they'll write them to the end of the season. I really do, but still, yeah, um, yeah. But we we well, are on the threshold of another season of Wolverine and Spartan football. How exciting is that? Oh my god, yeah, wait, uh, go blue, baby. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> it is it is going to be fun. Um, primarily because we got two pretty good college football teams in the state right now. Uh, I, I don't know what you guys are thinking as far as over, over and under, but, you know, Junko, why don't you kick us off, uh, talk a little bit, and let us know what, what your prediction is for Michigan over and under wins. Yeah, so, yeah, so Michigan's got an interesting season this year, coming off the big uh, wins over Ohio State and Iowa, and then, uh, and then you know, maybe being a little outclassed by Georgia at the end of last season. But, you know, all in all, you can look at last year as being a resounding success and maybe laying – the baseline for where Michigan wants to be in the future. So they come into this season, you know, they got which uh, a quarterback. I don't want to say controversy because you know, everybody's getting along, and uh, they're, you know, I, I think everybody believes that Cade McNamara needs to start. But uh, man, they 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 got a quarterback issue, right? I mean, they got to figure out who you know when it gets into the big games. They've got to, you know, you can get away with platooning quarterbacks in against weak sisters. But when you're playing big time teams, you got to know who your leader is. And, um, you know, going into this season, they've got Michigan at 9.5 regular wins. I look ahead of their schedule. I see, I see 10 wins. Um, I like the over for that, uh, for the season. Um, the only losses that I really see that could happen would probably be Michigan state. Um, I mean, I suppose they could lose to Penn state, but I don't think so. Uh, they could lose to Ohio State, of course. You know, maybe Iowa. So you're saying three to four losses? I'm saying that, that there's only three <laughs> or four games that they are that are really obstacles. The rest of them are oh. gimmies. Okay. I, okay. So I think they get to eight automatically. The question is, where do they get the other two wins? And, you know, are they likely to win those other two games? And I think they are. Now, what do you think, Dane? <clears throat> so, I, you know, <clears throat> I'm looking at it, and I, I, I agree. They're going to be over nine and a half. I really do think that. There are a couple of teams that can trip them up, like Randy said. I think, uh, you know, Penn State, MSU. MSU is always a pain in the ass. 
you know, they're always going to be out there lurking, uh, potentially tripping us up. But the good thing is it's at home this year. I actually see them going all the way to OSU undefeated and then they get to OSU. And man, I tell you, my heart tells me, you know, I want to win, but uh, my head's telling me, I don't know. You know, I think, uh, you know, if you look at it, I think special teams are going to be fine. I think Ronnie Bell, I'm excited to see him back. Uh, secondary with uh, Sandstrill, um, going to DB and Viper, that's kind of interesting. And then the linebackers, uh, we'll see. Uh, Hill Green, we need to just rest him, I think, for the whole month of September, get him healthy. September really is a cakewalk. I mean, when you look at the schedule, come on, there's nothing. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, that's you know? that's why they're going with both quarterbacks. I really do. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I think. In the back of Harbaugh's mind, I think he's going to go with Cade. Um, but you know, he's going to give JJ the shot, and and come you know Big Ten season, I think Cade's the guy. Oh, you do. You think Cade's the guy? Yeah. Well, I I actually think JJ's the guy, but it, but you could be right because, uh, you know, Cade. It's I mean, it's a classic. Uh, example of athletic versus intelligence, right? I mean, not to say that JJ isn't intelligent. He's an intelligent guy too, but there's just a huge gap in the athleticism between the two. And I think for that reason, JJ ultimately wins out. And I think it has to be, I think it has to be this season because, you know, my worry is, is that JJ looked at Harbaugh at the end of the season and says, Hey coach, thanks for the opportunity. But I, I really, you Mm -hmm. know, Kate's coming back next year. I don't want to go through this again. You know, I can go somewhere. That's else right. I'm out of here. I can, I, you know, I can be the number one guy and they'll be happy to have me. So uh, that's the dilemma we face with the Michigan Wolverines this year. But, uh, but Dan, what did you say? Did you say over 9.5 or under? I didn't get that. Over, over nine. Over, over nine. the 9.5. Nine and a half. I'm also, I'm also over. I, I think they're going to, I think they're going to win at least 10 this year. Right. Go, go 10 and two. Okay. Hey, all right. So what about the, so what about this week? So here they've got Colorado State at home on Saturday and I hear you guys talking about cakewalks, you know, and there's no such thing in my mind as a cakewalk, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm also an MSU fan. You know, I, I, I know, which is really hard to say because nobody you know, said you got to like one better than the other. And I'll never tell you which one I like better than the other, but um, I, I look at this game and I think to myself, you know, Michigan's 27.5 point favorite. I heard that that line is actually going up. They might be as much as a 28 or 29 point favorite now. 57 and a half on the over-under. Jay Norvell, the coach of Colorado State's coming to town. He runs an air raid offense. You know, Michigan's breaking in the new linebacker. They're breaking in two new defensive ends. They're breaking in two new, or at least one new safety. I heard Rod Moore is hurt. I'm not sure how much he's going to play on Saturday. Yeah, I don't know about the cakewalk thing. I could see this being a twenty to ten or seventeen to ten game at the half. You know, maybe Michigan breaking it open in the second half. Right. I think as I they've think, as they've done, we've that, seen that before. We've seen it before, and I I think they cover. If you know, because I just think because I think their offense is so strong, and I think Colorado's going to really suffer on the defensive side. But I can see Colorado State putting up some points in this game. What do you, What do you think, Dane? I think Michigan, uh, especially the first game, runs it down their freaking throats. <laughs> <laughs> they got a big dose of, uh, you know, running attack. 
I really do. And I think Donovan Edwards, excuse me, Edwards is going to come out and uh, really show us what he's got. We already see Mullins. We already see Mullins in that first game. You know, he, he he's interesting. He could be the power back of the future. So I think they're running down their throats. I don't see a you know, there's going to be some passing, but I, I see the Michigan run game, especially the first game. It's just going to be a lot of run, 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 and they're going to run down their throats. It's just going to take time off the clock. I don't see Colorado State really scoring that many points. So. uh I, you know, it could be 17-10 of the first, but I think it's more like, uh, you know, probably um, it might even be 24 nothing at the first until wow. they get there. Yeah, 24 nothing at the first until, you know, they start putting their second and third string in. Well, can I tell you, can I tell you this? This is our first podcast, and I think people are getting a hint on who, <laughs> where, where, where Dave Lance is lying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just got to tell you, I almost went to Colorado State University, you know, for my master's degree. So, you know, there's a little love there. Oh, yeah, a lot, right? <laughs> so, so Dane's sticking by the, uh, the cakewalk theory. And um, I, I think I think they're going to cover. I, I I see the final score. I'm more like Junko, where he's saying, you know what, they might, you know, trade a couple touchdowns here and there in the first half, and then I see Michigan pulling away, 45-13. You got Bob's got 45-13. I've got 52-17, uh, Michigan. Dave, what do you? What's your number? I mean, what do you? Eighty-five, nothing. I mean, where are you going? <laughs> No, 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 no. I got 49-10, Bubba. I'm right with you guys. 49-10. Okay. 49-10, which is 29, which is just about right on the number. So, yeah, yeah. 49-10. Yeah. Okay. That's Wait. very cool. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm also curious to see if if Michigan State can ex- exceed expectations this year. Um, they put together a real good season. Um, Junko, what, what's your take on, on the opener and, in general, Michigan State season? Yeah, I, I, I again the over under for Michigan State this year is seven and a half wins, and I think that's a, I like that better than the Michigan over under. I think uh, I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think State's going to win eight games easy. I mean, what did they win? Didn't they win eleven games last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, what makes the what makes these odd makers think they're only going to win seven and a half games? Now, I recognize they got they won some close games, and and uh, and and they have lost uh, Walker to the NFL. Um, but they, you know, they lost a couple offensive linemen, but other than that, they really got a lot of people coming back. So if I look for the, maybe three things that I want to see out of Michigan state this weekend, I'm going to say one, how do they replace Walker? Can they run the ball this year? Like they ran the ball last year. I also think on defense, they had the, the worst pass defense in college football last year. So the second thing I would look for is, are they going to be better this year? Can they cover, you know? Um, and then third thing I like is, uh, I want to look at is the offensive line play. Uh, they got two new starters there. Are they going to be able to run the football and, and block for, for Peyton Thorne? I think Peyton Thorne's an underrated quarterback. I mean, he did a lot of good things against Michigan last year and a lot, and the other teams in the big 10, he, you know, he's an accurate passer. He, he's mobile. He's a smart quarterback. Um, I actually like him as a quarterback. I think, uh, like he's probably one of the top five quarterbacks in the Big Ten. So, um, you know, I, I'm looking at the game. It's a 22-point line. The over-under is 54. I think MSU wins the game 38-17, that, which means they don't cover. 
either. Uh, they don't cover the 22, but they would go over the 54 points. And and by the way, that game is this Friday. And for anybody who's oh, watching okay. it on television, Boy, it's Friday cool. night, not Saturday. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Hey, um, so Dane, anything to add for uh, the Spartans? Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I think Thorne is solid. I mean, uh, I I really think he's do well this year. You know, the Spart- <clears throat> Spartans are interesting because not quite sure they've had a lot of position changes this year, uh, and their offensive line, uh, you know, big overhaul in their offensive line. So um, their first stringers will probably be solid, but their backups are a little a little questionable. So if anybody gets hurt on that on that uh, offensive line, uh, we'll. See. Uh, quarterback play, uh, you know, he's got a 77.7 quarterback uh, rating. I think, I think again, I think he'll be pretty strong there. I, I got to tell you the story, though. The first game is uh, Western Michigan, right? So, <laughs> Here we go. So, hey, hey, that's my alma mater, right? So, uh, Western Michigan uh, in, in uh, what it was in 1980, I was actually at that game. That was the first game against MSU and uh, Western Michigan. Boy, and, those were uh, crazy times. <laughs> yeah, they were crazy. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, so I was there with my my girlfriend named Teresa, right? So we're sitting and uh, we're up in the nosebleeds and we're sitting there and this guy is giving us crap in front of us, right? Because uh, we're Western fans, you know, and Western, or excuse me, uh, Michigan State was blowing us out, basically. It ended up being like 33-7, I think the score was at the final. But anyway, uh, my girlfriend didn't take any crap, right? So we're sitting there, and it's it's low after halftime. This guy's still giving us crap, and I'm telling her, just settle down, settle down. What does she do? <laughs> she takes her drink and throws it on this dude's, on, on his back, right? Well, he had a jacket on, so he didn't realize that he actually got <laughs> <laughs> so he's got this back full of beer, right? And we're laughing. But uh, anyway, so that's my story. Uh, <clears throat> hey, uh, in so, case that guy's uh, listening, yeah, right? Uh, yeah. that, that was Dane Williams, and he lives at right? <laughs> right? 1980. That's right. Right. Uh, you know, uh, Western has not beaten uh, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State is 11 and 0. So I, you know, as much as I would like to see my Broncos beat him, I think it's. Uh, they're they're not going to here. I I got them about the same as you, Randy. I, it's going to yeah. be a, a big loss. Well, let me tell you a couple of things about about Western though that would give you hope, Dane. And one is that they had last year they had the twelfth ranked offense in the country, uh, but unfortunately they they lost uh, Caleb Ellaby and Sky Moore, which uh, Sky Moore actually is having a pretty good NFL preseason. So they've got to replace those guys. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. but they have two great running backs. They're both coming back. Sean Tyler, Ladarius Jefferson. Um, you know, Western throws the ball and they throw it well. So the Spartans secondary, which again was last in college football last year, is going to be tested on Friday night. And yeah. uh, the only problem is for Western is MSU is going to dominate the line of scrimmage. So uh, on both sides of the ball. So, you know, if they could run the ball with Berger and Broussard, uh, you could say it's pretty much uh Katie by the door. So, um, well, I got a, I got a couple things about that game or, or about state in general, but first I want to let's, let's remember that state did something that Michigan could not do last year, win a bowl game. So 
you know, they, they won the chick, the, we the won, punch bowl, right? We won the, the, chick- big, they won the big 10 championship. Come on. Yeah. I, I'm just, just throwing it out there. Yeah, like if right. you're looking for differences, but I agree. You, you brought up uh, a lot of good points, Randy. Uh, and uh, the 11 and two record that they had last year, can they improve on that? If they can, their defense will have to improve. Yeah, they don't necessarily even have to improve on the record. They just got to win the right games, right? I mean, yeah, they got to beat Ohio State. Uh, they beat Michigan. I mean, if they can, win, they beat Michigan again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can they beat Michigan again this year in Ann Arbor with a Michigan team that you mm. know is here tired of hearing about how states you know kicked their butt most of the last five years? So yeah, um, yeah. it's good. It's, this is gonna, okay. uh, This is going to be a very exciting season. I think we're all geeked for it. Well, um, I got the score state 34 Western 17. I like so I'm that. just kind of, yeah. I mean, just kind of doubling up on them. You know, I listen, a lot of my money went to Western Michigan as well. I had both my boys go to Western. <laughs> um, hey, it's a great school. Kalamazoo is a great school. five years each, by the way. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dave, what was that class you took? Uh, what was it called? Uh, Mixology 101. Wasn't that what it was called? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, yeah. Yeah. I, some, uh, I was, I was uh, very stupid. I took some courses uh, that had labs on Friday afternoon. Uh, not a good thing at Western. Yeah. How does a nuclear scientist actually get an undergraduate degree at Western Michigan? I mean, is that... it's, a, it's an excellent question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. We can't unsolve every mystery of this podcast okay. on the first episode. Okay. <laughs> I just at that to me, that's just shocking, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Junko, any thoughts on uh, Eastern Michigan and Central? Uh, yeah, you know, I couldn't find a betting line EMU, but um, uh, yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on EMU in their first game. I'm going to be very interested to see them play. They they've actually got a, a pretty tight game. Um, I forget again who it is. I'm sorry for that. Um, and Central is playing, I think, Oklahoma State. And I think that game is also Friday yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, boy, and, and Oklahoma State is ranked. So that's going to, and it's, at, it's in Oklahoma. So that's going to be a tough game for Central. Um, if they end up winning that game, they could be the favorite in the match. So, uh, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they play. We'll talk a little bit about them next week. It'll be after, a lot of fun. After we a lot see of they perform, yeah. Hey, we we are also going to talk about the uh, over unders and some predictions there for the uh, college football season. Also, we've got some Lions uh, chatting coming up. But uh, right now, I just want to talk to our listeners for this first podcast. And you may be listening to this podcast and saying, "Hey, I need to know more. How can I, listener, have more fun gambling?" Well, your first step would be to uh, pick up Junko Bodie's new book, and I have it right here in my cigar-stained fingers. Uh, <laughs> Casino Gambling for Winners. Yeah, and it's so. a professional gambler's guide to making casinos your own ATM. Uh, and then on the bottom, it's Winning 101. So actually, you have like, <laughs> like two subtitles, which, uh, which you know, most books only have one. So that's how good this book is. <laughs> Thank you. But I, I, I tell you what, it is, it is a very interesting read. It's an easy read. So, and that's coming from a guy whose last book was probably Go Dog Go. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Are you my mother? I think that I, I know I read one of those all the way through. So, yeah. 
but basically in the book, he lays out a strategy of, of how you can make the casinos your own ATM. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's a very easy read. Look for it on Amazon. Casino Gambling for Winners by Junko Bodie. So now we're talking about wagers. We can do the over-unders. And uh, how about a little rapid-fire session? Uh, we throw out the, the college, uh, the team, and Junko, you go first. Dane, you go next. And you tell me why or why not they will cover or go over. Is that how we want to do it? Okay. That'll right. do it. All right, let's start with Ohio State. Junko. Uh, Ohio State, I have them over 10.5 wins. If they were playing Michigan in Ann Arbor this year, I would be taking the under. But because this game is going to be played in Columbus, I like Ohio State over 10.5 wins. Okay. Dane. I agree with you. I've got them at 11 wins. <clears throat> I think Notre Dame will be interesting. Uh, first game of the season and all that. Uh, I'm going to have to say their only losses to Michigan. Uh, I just have to say that. Uh, so uh, you would. There you yeah, go. right. Okay. Yeah. All right. How about the powerhouse known as Indiana Hoosiers? Yeah. You know, this is a really interesting over under four wins for a program that has been tough in the last 10 years. Yes. They they've had a, about a year and a half, a COVID year and a, and a full year, but they've been down. But four wins, I look at their non-conference schedule. They have two winnable games there. I think they win at least two conference games, probably three, maybe even four. I love the over. If I have to, if I, in the Big Ten, if I had to pick the over I like the most, it's Indiana. Oh, okay. Dane. Overrated. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I don't see them more than three. Okay. Idaho and Western Kentucky. Win, win. Maybe a win against Rutgers. The race is a loser. <laughs> I got three. It's it's only only a scientist can call a team with four wins overrated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next college, next team. I tell you what, this is a fly in the ointment every year for State and Michigan. We're talking Penn State at eight and a half wins. Junko. Oh. God, the night went back and forth on this one. Um, you know, I just don't really appreciate James Franklin as coach. I mean, he does something stupid <laughs> every time I see him on a, in a national TV game. Um, you know, I'm going to go under Penn State in 8.5 wins. I think Michigan beats them. I think Ohio State beats them. I think MSU beats them. And I think they'll lose at least one more game somewhere else along the way. It's all the big games. Dane. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the losses. Uh, Michigan, OSU, MSU. I had them at nine. I, I don't know. Minnesota's the question mark to me in this in in the Big Ten. Period. I mean, Minnesota could be very, very good, or they could be their average self. So I'm not sure there. But I, I took I took the over. Penn State at nine. Okay. How about the Iowa Hawkeyes at seven and a half? Junko. I, I like the over, Bob. I, I think Iowa's tough. They get Michigan at home. I mean, which is going to be their toughest game. I mean, and, they're, and that's going to be a probably a pick 'em game. Maybe Michigan might be a couple point favorite. You know, if if, if the game if that game were today, um, yeah, I like Iowa over. I think they win eight games, maybe nine games. I hate to agree with Junko. God, this is horrible. But anyway, <laughs> I see uh, maybe Wisconsin, Michigan, OSU beating them. Yeah, I'm at nine with them too. Cool. How about Maryland? 
six wins. Yeah, that's a tough one again. I mean, I put them right in the same in the Indiana care category. They have a wonderful offense. Their offense, you know, is probably the top three or four teams in the Big Ten, but they play absolutely no defense. And is is that young Tua going to be mm-hmm. who he was in the first half of last season or who he was in the second half, right? Um, I see four guaranteed losses for them, which really only leaves them a couple of games. I'm going to say they become bowl eligible and win seven games. I'm going to say over. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I went under five. That's all I'll say. I, I don't know about <laughs> that. They, they are... They are so questionable. I mean, yeah, that offense could be great or maybe not. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going five. I'm All right. I'm going next. On. Next team. Big game coming up right out of the shoot. Notre Dame. Eight and a half wins. Yeah. If they beat Ohio State, it's guaranteed. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a talk about weak sister schedules. Notre Dame has one every year. I used to used to complain about Wisconsin because they're their preseason schedule was a bunch of cupcakes. Now we have that this year, but um, when I say we, I mean Michigan, and then and uh, and and Michigan State to a lesser degree. But uh, Notre Dame at eight point five, with that, if 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 they had a reasonable schedule, I'd go under. But because of their schedule is so weak, I'm going to take the over. Dude, wait a minute. I'm going to call you out on something. Okay, <laughs> you said there are no cakewalks. And you just said now that the first three games are cupcakes for, for the Wolverines. Well, okay. Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let's put it this way. They're not, they're not playing any ranked teams in their first oh, three games. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. No, no. I, uh, maybe that was a better way to say it. Well, you know, I just got desserts on my mind. So that's okay. <laughs> Dane. Who are you talking about here? Are we talking about Notre Dame? Notre Dame. Yeah. Okay. So their first game is a ranked team. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, Ohio State. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> they they got to play a ranked team I, I somewhere. They don't ranked. play in a league. <laughs> they, 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 then they play like Navy and you know, yeah, yeah. Later in their schedule, they played Navy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've got Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame at nine. Uh, I think they lose to uh, USC. I think they lose to Ohio State, Ohio, and maybe Clemson. So yeah. I, you know, Clemson's a question mark this year. They they've kind of uh, fallen off the radar, but. They may be back. Remind me where that Clemson game is being played. Is that a home game for Notre Dame or a road game? Oh, I'm trying to remember. Um, not sure. Not okay. sure. Sorry. That's all right. We're moving on. How about Rutgers at four and a half wins? My second favorite over on the, of the Big Ten. <laughs> really? Rutgers, Rutgers is going to win six or seven games. That's it. That, I bet a big Junko Bodie will tell you, and maybe if I had a play of you know these over-unders for the season, R- Rutgers... Over 4.5 wins would be right there. I like Greg Schiano. Hey, I'm glad you like him because, brother, <laughs> I don't see it. I look at that schedule. I see four wins, baby, and that's about it. So we'll see at the end of the season. I see four wins. That's it for Rutgers. <laughs> All right. And we've got the last but not least, the best professional football team in college football, <laughs> Alabama at <laughs> 10 and a half. Oh, those bastards. All right. I'm going under. I'm going to go under oh. 10.5. I think they lose two <laughs> regular season games at least and uh, don't make the college football playoff this year. I think Georgia represents, will be the, the only team representing the SEC this year in the postseason. Nice. 
James. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah, don't that tell us bull, by the way. Don't tell Dave Nico that. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. So, um, you know, there's a couple of teams that could trip them up. You know, Texas A&M uh, is in there. Arkansas, potentially. Um, so there could be, you're right, there could be a couple. I still see them at 11. I don't know. I, you know, one loss in there. Uh, um, probably Texas A&M uh, more than any of them. But uh, I, I still see him. I still see him. Going to be fun to watch. Um, yeah. We're going to go to uh, the NFL now and talk about our beloved Lions. But before we do that, we kind of want to do every every once in a while throw in. Now, music's my forte. So um, Junko's kind of throwing me a bone here with uh, music trivia from time to time. But I have a musical trivia question that also involves our Detroit Lions. Okay? Listen to this, you guys. So in 1971, Marvin Gaye went all the way up to number two with his hit, What's Going On? All right? Now, there were two Detroit Lions because Marvin Gaye used to hang out a lot with the Detroit Lions. There are two Detroit Lions that were current Lions in 1971 that were singing backup on that song can you name the two? Oh wow Thank sorry song one i wasn't born yet bob you know <laughs> yeah. right. and that's how we know each other for 46 years <laughs> <laughs> somehow we're not doing the math here but um wow, any any guesses fun. or should i just throw it out there uh dane you got a guess I'm sorry, I lost you guys. I was uh, offline for a moment. What was the question? 1971, Marvin Gaye's hit, What's Going On? There are two Detroit Lions singing background or back up. And yeah, okay. Can you name, think of the Lions in that era, 1971. They were current Lions. Who would be going down to Motown Studios to record with Marvin Gaye? That wasn't Gary Danielson the quarterback I, I, then? Dan <laughs> might have been. Yeah. Maybe. I think that was a little earlier than that. But anyway, uh, Len Barney, baby, on secondary. Len Barney is it, correct. That's one of them. Really? That's right? Yes. Oh, uh, I, I don't know. I would say, I know. I, I don't think Danielson can sing. So I'm trying to think of who else is on that team. Uh, okay. How about, how about, Charlie, how about, San- how about Charlie, Charlie Sanders? Sanders? Yeah. Charlie Sanders is an excellent guess, but wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll give you a clue because we're, <laughs> we are running long. Um, he sells cars and he can fly. Oh, Mel Farr. Mel, Mel, Farr, Mel Farr Superstar. Yeah, there Mel you go. Farr Superstar. Right. Mel yeah. Farr Superstar. That's right. So, so uh, <laughs> if you listen to that song again, the very beginning, at, just as the intro starts, you hear a couple guys going, hey, what's happening, brother? Everything's everything. <laughs> That's those guys. <laughs> hey, good, uh, good question, Bob. Okay. That was great. That was yeah. great. Well, I hope to come up with more of those. Maybe some... Uh, some Detroit Tiger Motown trivia. I don't know. Now uh, I know why we're paying you what we are. That's right. Yeah, you, and you are getting what you pay for, buddy. <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's talk Lions football. This is, I mean, you know, I was really drinking that Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid until I saw them play Pittsburgh. Right. And, and now I got my doubts. Junko, you want to go first? Well, you know, I really enjoyed Hard Knocks. Let me start off by saying that. I, I think I got, I think those types of shows give you a real insight into the background of the program. And, and I came away with a better 
a, a, a higher appreciation for Campbell. I got to tell you, I was, yeah, yeah, I really just, I, I, he impressed I, me with his, the way he handled and talked to his players. Um, you know, but that said, they, <laughs> they still have Goss as their quarterback, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Goss. Yeah, Goff, right? He's awful. And, um, you know, I, how they can trade away the guy who leads his team to the Super Bowl for that and not get very much back. I mean, I know they got, no, well, let's put it away. He hasn't paid any dividends yet. Now, and I was really surprised when the Lions did not take a quarterback in the draft. This Me year. too. I, you know, and they, so I, they're going to do the cuts today. Today's Tuesday. We're taping the show. Um, the 53 man roster is going to be determined sometime today might be coming out as we speak. I think Boyle's going to be cut. I think you're going to keep Blau, which means we're one snap away from David Blau for the season. <laughs> right. I mean, and yeah, they golf. I don't know. I, he just doesn't inspire me. Goff might be an adequate quarterback on a very good football team. Right. But this is not a very good football yeah, team. This team needs a playmaker. I, yeah. you know, I look at their season record and I, I Dane, you're going to hate this. Bob, you're going to hate it. But I got them at six and 11. No, that's not far off from what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and no, but, no playoffs in sight. Um, I will tell you on hard knocks, though, my opinion is and I like Campbell. And I, and I still do, but I think he was playing it up for the camera a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's going along with that uh, that uh, bite your kneecaps off persona of his. And what was he saying about? I don't care if you have one butt cheek and three fingers. I care. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, and and by the way, um, the information I got that is Boyle is cut. Oh, yes. And, okay. and they were holding on to Blau. And I think the reason they were holding on to Blau, maybe, and we don't know because, you know, there are the last minute cuts are, are right now. But um, my guess is they were waiting for a trade or to see if they can pick up anybody on the wire and then maybe decide on Blau. After yeah, right. Well, I, I do think that the uh, Lions will be looking at the waiver wire and picking up a few players here in the next few days. So I don't know, Dave, what do you think? I think Billy Jean is not my lover. <laughs> hey, hey, I tell you what. Boy, what you do with singing. the money? Yeah. <laughs> I think a little singing goes a long way to try to build some team, you know, support. Sure. You, must say. you know, and be, be more of a team. And I think that was great on uh, Aiden's part. But they just don't have the team. I, I think, you know, the O-line is supposed to be one of the better ones in the, in the NFL this year. If, if they can actually do their part and give Goff some time, you know, like you say, an average quarterback, maybe make some plays, maybe it's going to be good. If they can uh, not only pass, protect, or run, you know, open some running lanes, maybe we'll get the running game going. But I tell you what, last year was abysmal, like other years with the Lions. I, I see them again. I, I think they'll double their uh, wins. Incredible, right? Six yeah. and eleven. Six, Six and eleven. 11. Yeah, okay, so I, I yeah, end up I being much better now. I right? end up being the most optimistic out of all you guys because I thought that they played very well um, last season, right up until you know last few minutes of a quarter. I I, I look back on that uh, Ravens game where you know. One way or another, the kick goes through, whether they blow the whistle or not, they could have won that game. So right. 
I'm thinking one more win over there, doubling it. So I'll go seven and ten, just because I'm I'm an optimist that way. Yeah, great. They don't make the playoffs again. So. No, yeah. I don't think so. I <laughs> hey, do not hey, think and so. Bob, to your point I mean, about Pittsburgh, I mean, remember Pittsburgh played their starters for almost over a half, right? And, and Detroit didn't have a lot of starters in the game. So okay, I'm yeah. not sure I would take that as an equal measure of where they're at. I mean, it, I, we're going to see what this team is made of in a couple of weeks, and I just. Again, I'm with Dane. I just don't think they got enough players. And, you know, that, that young receiver that they drafted, I always forget his name. Is it Jameson? What is it? Uh, Jameson Williams? Yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. Jameson Williams. I mean, that's the kind of guy that, that's going to help this team become a contender. If he could come on and, and, he, and he could be a dynamic playmaker uh, uh, for golf, you add him to Amon St. Ron, you know, then you've I got. Think he, I think he's on the pup list. Yeah, he is, he's going to start the season there. But I'm saying, yeah, okay. Down they the road. Bring him in, and they're looking down the road. Those are the types of players, and I do, I really do like their draft. So you know, I think that's like one and a half drafts that they've had in a row that are, you know, actually pretty optimistic. So they got some good keys. It's just putting it all together. So um, all right, I, let's I, go ahead. I actually, I actually will watch. I think some Lions this year, only because. I, I love Aiden. I, I love Aiden. I think he is such an energetic player. He is, I mean, no matter what team he would be on, and he, he got drafted with the Lions, but he, he is just positive. And I, I want to see him play. I want to see him make some great plays. And I think he will. You've he'll just make added a difference, he'll make just, a difference for the Lions. You've just added a lot of credibility to this podcast when you say, I think I might watch the Lions once this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I've had a hard time with the NFL, but yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're going to close the show with a little bit of Lions trivia that I come up with. Now, every during the in season, I'm going to try and come up with something to stump you guys or something you may find interesting. Uh, last time the Lions won a playoff game was in 1991. Correct. Against Dallas. Yeah. The Lions were 12 and four that year. First in the Central Division. Who was the backup quarterback? Oh, shit. Um, oh, oh, yeah. What, what year was it again? 1991. They won. They won the divisional or the uh, what was it, the conference playoff, and then they lost yeah. the divisional. I thought you were going to ask who they win the next or who they lose the next game too, because that was easy. Oh, that was easy. No, <laughs> they won the divisional game. They lost the conference game. Yeah, yeah, they lost to Washington like thirty-one nothing. But um, a backup quarterback. Gee, that's a good question. Uh, kind of, kind of a trick question, if you ask me. Really? Like, yeah. Nice. Okay, I don't, I don't remember. Know. Yeah. Well, here's here's the 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 trick part of this question. Eric Kramer started eight games. Rodney Pete started eight games. <laughs> they, they both started the same amount of games. So could you really? So we got a Cade and JJ type of situation here. Yeah. The backup quarterback that started zero games was Andre Ware. Oh my! <laughs> wow, another well, good one, Bob. Wow, well played. <laughs> All right, guys, it has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know what? You can, if this if you want more of this fun to last, and uh, you are on social media, check us out. Uh, mention that uh, we can be on the Lowdown 
on Motown Sports Group on Facebook for all your Michigan-based sports news. That's it for now. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lowdown on Motown Sports podcast. If you're liking what you're hearing, then why don't you do us a solid and hit that follow button and share our podcast with fellow friends who love Motown sports. That helps others find the show. And, you know, we're pretty awesome, so why not share the awesomeness? We appreciate it. Again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Lowdown on Motown Sports podcast.